Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. There we go, here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to it. Good morning, Mark Schlereth. Well, good morning, Michael. Never having Adam Amin on again, ever. Boy, did he put the... What a jinx that guy is. The Adam Amin jinx. He's the jinxy cat fever. Jinxy, no! We bring on the play-by-play guy of the Bulls, and the Bulls just go ahead and uh, boat race the Nuggets out of of their own building. What happened last night? Where'd that come from? I don't know. And they were up by, what, one at half? And, and you just figure out, hey, man, they've been playing so good in the second half and defense leading the offense and da 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 and this, that, and the other. And it does give you, it does, it does lend something you said, but something I was looking at while I was watching. And it, it does give me pause about the Nuggets. This one game? Yeah. Already? Red flags go up? It just gives me it just gives me the little bit of pause and it's what you know the general fan and, and all the I hate Jokic is an MVP candidate and all those type of people. It, it, the one pause is there is a real difference in athleticism. Like you watch there's a lot of teams out there that you watch. Now, the Nuggets are a better team. They're a better movement, ball movement, way they play and shoot the ball and share the ball and assist and this and that and the other. But it's the same reason that you're nervous about Golden State. There is an athleticism that when you play that style, with that, that, that athleticism, if you're not knocking down shots, you can't hang athletically. On that basketball court, yeah, I I get that, and that was that was evident watching Toronto and Chicago in here the last two nights. Yeah, they they are clearly more athletic, mm. but basketball is still a, a team game. Basketball oh, yeah. is still a game where it it's not always about athleticism. I grew up watching the the great Celtics teams of the eighties, and I promise you, they weren't more no, athletic I, than I completely most of the teams they play, I, and they still you know I completely I completely agree with you, but there is there is that little bit of pause when you watch that and say, oh gosh, that's the only thing that scares me. Like, all right, so you did it. You you wrote, and I'm going to give you credit. You wrote an article, not just a blog. Not just a column. I got an article. Yeah, you got an article. Oof. About blog. who you trust more. See, because here's the thing about the Avalanche. The Avalanche or Nuggets. thing about the Avalanche is how do you want to play us? You want us to skate? We can skate. We can skate with anybody. There ain't nobody that can skate like we can skate. Both the front line and the defense. We can skate. Oh, you want to muck it up and play dirty and play rough? We can play rough. The Nuggets can play rough. You know what the Nuggets can't do? They can't match you athleticism. There's not a lineup they can put out there that matches you from an athleticism standpoint. That's the one concern I have going forward. I, I kind of thought this would happen. I, I thought that one loss, one bad second half would, would lead some people already to search exactly for the panic mean, button. The real MVP. That's <laughs> what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to, Mike. I think it, until it becomes a thing, 
This isn't a thing right, until it becomes what, a thing. Thirty and five at home. Yeah, or whatever. It, I, I, I think it. they were just six of the next seven on the road. It's relaxed. Some nights you just like they come out in the third quarter. You're right. We're all thinking the same thing. We're all thinking the same thing. They're up one. They're like, okay, here's where they hit Second the half accel- nuggets. Here we go. Here's where they hit the accelerator. Instead, they push down on the gas pedal, and there's nothing there. There was no gas. And they just, it was just a night where they just, here's where I knew it was not going to be their night. It's early in the fourth. Uh huh. And they're still, I think they're down like 11. Okay. It's not looking great, but Jokic gets the ball on the high post, like around the free throw line. Murray cuts, beautiful cut. Jokic, beautiful bounce pass. Murray rises up for what's going to be a tomahawk dunk. Get the whole crowd going, the bench going. And he just slams it off the back of the rim. It goes way up in the air. And Chicago gathers the rebound and goes back the other way. That's when I was like, okay, this isn't their night. You just, Sometimes you can just tell. It's just not your night. Yeah, Jokic, for the first time since late October, failed to shoot better than 50% from the field. He was 7 of uh, 16. He was just jacking up threes in the fourth, just trying to get the team back. You know, in the game, like, what the heck? Let's just start hoisting threes. So, yeah, it was a, it way, was, it was a night where they just, they, and he didn't set the record. Murray did Murray not set did the record. Murray did not set the record. One, one of seven. It was a foregone conclusion. He was just going to set the record. Yeah, one of seven. That's what happens when you start counting your, your chickens before they hatch. No, your egg, you count your eggs before they hatch. I thought it was count the chickens before they hatch. Yeah, you're right. It's it chickens. Is. But you're counting eggs. Right? Why is the chicken funny? Because! <laughs> That's, that'll never get old. <laughs> never. That's always going to be funny. You know the difference between Iron Man? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you want to get canceled? That's a good strategy. one. That's a good one. Uh, told a few people that one. They they chuckled. Uh, yeah. So now I until until hey, people. I don't know if you're having fun, but you know what? Let's just have some fun. Let's just have you want to just have some fun. That's today. it. Let's, let's just, just have some fun. driving down I twenty five. Let's just have a good time. Let's have a good time. This yeah. So yeah. No. Until it's, it becomes it's, a little. It, there is a, until until I see a pattern develop. Otherwise, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pass this off as right. a just one night wasn't there. Sometimes that happens. Just wasn't there. All right, but there is a sliver of just the whatever sliver of doubt you had going into this thing because they've never gone to an NBA Finals. That that little so you're telling me that this one performance makes you doubt whether or not they can go to the Western Conference Finals? No, no, it just gives me a little bit of just a small bit of pause, a smidge, a smidge, a skosh, a skosh, (laughs) a sliver, a sliver. Well. We'll see, because if there is any issue, it'll probably be manifested over the uh, next couple of weeks as the Nuggets now play six of their next seven on the road. They're at San Antonio tomorrow night. Coming up, speaking of uh, the Nuggets game, Sean Payton and his staff were at the game. And, of course, got introduced, got Uh put up on the big board. The response was interesting. Tell you about that next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. 
Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Boy, that didn't take long. I just wanna stay. What's that? Oh, the Nuggets lose one game. And all of a sudden, here we go. Lakewood Lee on the text line. I agree with Stink. There's just something missing with the Nugs and having enough to win it all. Can't explain what it is. It's over. But it's there. But it's there and probably will cause them not to reach the finals. Uh, let's see. Another one. Finally, I text in several times saying Golden State and Phoenix have all-stars and athletes the Nuggets can't match. Just wait and see. Hmm. From Mark. But then there's this one. Wow, the Nuggets lose and Mark is all of a sudden Chicken Little Marilat. No! I'm not Chicken Little Marilat. I'm just saying there's that one little sliver of of doubt. Thanks to Corey and Aurora for that one. At the game last night was Sean Payton and his coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. And they were in a box. Mm-hmm. And they got introduced on the big board. Mm-hmm. And the reception was kind of muted. Really? Kind of polite applause, but nothing raucous. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. This wasn't Justin Allen. This wasn't them slamming beers. Yeah. Scoring a lot of points. Right. So, does that surprise you, that reaction for Sean Payton? What does it tell you? Um... That, well, I just think that I think that Broncos country is at a place right now that they're kind of like you're going to have to prove it to me, and we don't trust your quarterback. We just don't trust a. It it really is probably more than an indictment on Sean Payton. It's probably more of an indictment on the Broncos and the state of their operation and their business. People just don't. They're tired of it. They, they don't, which is crazy because you think about all the goodwill that you should have built over the years of Pat Boland and going to eight championships and winning three of them. And you're sitting there right now going, dude, this is just not like you're going to have to prove it to me, which I think is I think is fine. I mean, I don't I don't have any issue with holding your team. It's a public trust. You're holding your team accountable. Like maybe things would change a little bit if uh, if anybody in this town would actually hold the Rockies accountable. <laughs> Direct they throw out there every <laughs> every season, but you know, I mean, <laughs> silly boy, right? But okay. I, I don't you don't you feel like it's more of a more of an indictment on the organization and, and what Bronco fans are feeling right now about this organization? Well, I've sensed it throughout the entire coaching search that. I never really got the sense that Broncos country was just like really fired up about the whole coaching search. Right. Even when you were hearing names like Sean Payton or or Jim Harbaugh, uh, and I I think you're 100 percent right. Look, I I applaud Broncos country. You should be at this point sit back and say, "Prove it to me," because right. you've been served the hype before. First time, exciting. Innovative new coaches, but I, but I think it really it it reached its peak once once Russ got here and everybody was in. We talked about this right. a lot yesterday. It was the one year anniversary. Everybody was in. Everybody was excited. Everybody was fired up, and it was such a colossal letdown that uh, it left Broncos country scarred. It really did. 
and I don't blame him. You go back to that first game, that opening game, that Monday night game against the Seahawks in Seattle. Ugh. Two fumbles right on the goal line. And then the coach plays for a 60-whatever-yard field goal. 64. 64-yard field goal, and you're just going, really? Like, this is, this. I mean, I read the greatest quote the other day, man, and instantly committed it to memory. I mean, and it is, it was, it completely encapsulated last year. What is it? Do tell, right? Yes, please. I'm waiting. Okay. You can put a clown in a palace, and the clown does not become a king. The palace becomes a circus. Oh. Oh. And that's what the Broncos I just got. That, I just got goose pimples. Yeah, that's what the Broncos were. They were a freaking circus. Wow. I like that. Right? Read that again. Say that again. You can place a clown in a palace. That does not turn the palace, or that does not make the clown a king. It makes the palace a circus. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. 100% right. Uh, so what, I need to start calling uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, Clarabelle or... Uh... <laughs> yeah! Hey, everybody! <laughs> Pennywise? Right. Start calling him Pennywise? Krusty. Krusty? Welcome, Mike. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the press conference 26 minutes late! <laughs> Crazy yeah, in there. Yeah. From now on, Nathaniel Hackett's going to be forever known as Krusty. Krusty the Clown. Well, we're going to have to get new music. That's, What's Krusty the Clown music? That's anyway? right. That's right. Yeah. So good for Broncos country. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I've got no. I've got no problem at all with. And some some fans of other teams. If you live here, you'll be like, oh wow, you're spoiled. You don't know what real misery is. Tried following right. the Browns or, you know, the Bengals for years or whatever. Yeah. Nah, that's not the point. The point is, is there are standards. And I never want Broncos country to let go of those standards. Agreed. So don't just take what's happened the last six years. Now, I will tell you, the Broncos are in as good a hands as they've been since Gary Kubiak left. Correct. But. So I can I can tell you they're on they're, they're on solid footing right. and they're going in the right direction. But I, again, I understand why you want to sit back and say they're, yeah, I they're actually first. in better they're in a better spot than they were when Gary Kubiak was leading this organization, simply because of the ownership issues. At yeah. least now they have ownership yeah. with deep pockets. You know, big pockets is owning the Broncos, and they're going to do what it takes, and they're not going to they're not going to shudder about the money that they have to spend to do certain things. So. Um, I think that's exactly. I think that's exactly where they are, and now there's going to be a process in place. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna. I mean, your your team is going to be prepared by a real live NFL coach. Like there is going to be a different standard of prep, a different standard of work. A different. It's not just going to be. Hey, we had a good practice on Wednesday. It's not going to be. Hey, you know, we're doing some pretty, you know, scientific, you know, stuff. 
That was really eloquent. Right that there. was. You, know, you went from for clowns and castles to right. kings, and now I was just look, I was looking for scientific something. stuff. Huge. Some, some new science stuff. <laughs> stuff. We're gonna we're gonna make a volcano <laughs> <laughs> on a text line. Look, the Sean Payton staff looks like. Uncle Vic, take two with a much better head coach, but we've been here before, so it is hard to get excited until we can beat the Chiefs at home and make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll give you I'm that. here. I'll throw this question out. Yeah. You know how I like to take the temperature of the uh, room from time to time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rectally, of course. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, hurry up. <laughs> Ask the question quickly. Let's move on. All right. So I want to take the temperature. Broncos country, in in light of what we just told you uh, about the the reaction that the fans at the Nuggets game gave Sean Payton, his coaching staff, give me one word to describe where you're at right now with the Broncos. Just one word to describe optimistic. Where you are. You're optimistic. I'm optimistic. All right. See what else you got out there. 303-713-1043. We got the morning brew coming your way. Mark, of course, is very fluent in speaking injury. So what is to make of the latest on Gabe Landeskog? And it's always nice to see a bully get punched in the nose and have to take a step back. That was the case yesterday. We'll tell you what happened next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Well, we've come to expect a certain level of excellence from the Nuggets, especially at home. And almost taking for granted that even in games in which they are trailing at parts of the game, even maybe trailing going into the fourth quarter, we still expect them to uh, hit the gas and go. But having a one-point lead at halftime, they came out and got their doors blown off by Chicago in the third quarter, and it became a rout in the second half, and the Nuggets go down 117-96. to Michael Malone on what went wrong. Just no defense. You know I mean, we gave up uh, 66 in the paint tonight. We only scored 38. I mean, that, that is a huge discrepancy in the paint. And all year long, I think we've been a top five paint scoring team. So that's a number that can't happen. And then the uh, transition, they just got out and ran. You know, missed shot layup, turnover layup. Only 11 turnovers, but for 18 points. And then I think, you know, we're up one uh, at halftime. We got off to a decent start in the third. And then it just fell apart. So what is that? Is that fatigue? Is that just um, a bad night? You just, you know, for whatever reason, it's just a collective funk that the team was in. Do these things happen over the course of a long 82-game season? Yeah. I think I think that they do happen, Mike. Like I said, there's little concern as athleticism and matching the really athletic teams. But more of it is exactly what Michael Malone said. You know, I, I think... Not playing great defense, you know. Maybe taking a maybe taking a team that's not great lightly. Um, the other thing is, are you trying to hoist up three pointers because you're two three pointers away if you're Murray away and he's one for seven from three point line and it, and it doesn't make that. And it was a foregone conclusion. You know, he's basically saying, "Yeah, I'm going to go break the all time record." Like you get out of your game a little bit, and I think there's I think there's part of that. Because he was one for three, I believe, from three-point land at halftime. And then he's 0 for four in the second half. I think you get out of what, what has gotten you there. But I still, I still, there were, there were times, especially as they were still down 13, 12, 14, trying to get back into the game, where, especially offensively, they, they were running their offense 
like we typically would see mm. them run it. But, you know, the shots just wouldn't go down. There'd be, a, um, you know, they'd fumble passes. They'd throw passes away. It was just, it, there wasn't just that sharpness like, that we've yeah. become accustomed to with this team. It was just off. And well, for think, whatever the reason. Right. But you know what? They have not, of course, the Nuggets haven't reached, for me, the level of trust that I have in the Avalanche. Avalanche sure. have, have earned it, right? But there's still a, a healthy amount of trust in this team that until it becomes a thing, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to blow it off as just one one bad night at the office. I'll give you that. Although, you know, that's something that I'll keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. Sure. Right? Sure. It's not a thing. Right. Until it becomes a thing. Next on the Morning Brew. We've got the Avs and Kings tonight, but first, a Jared Bednar update on Gabe Landeskog's knee. Am I a little bit concerned? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played all year. Uh, do I think that he can easily come out of this and, and be fine? Yeah. I mean, he's putting in the work, so the only time will tell. You, you still know. You speak knee. You speak injuries. Mm-hmm. And Bednar also revealed some new details that apparently this is not just one surgery that he's coming back from. He had uh, a surgery last March before returning for all 20 postseason games. Then he had another surgery in October. But now what we're we're finding out is um, that the two surgeries weren't related. So the surgery in March, then the surgery in October were not related. So, Dr. Schlereth, Speculate for me. So are you telling me they're not on the same knee? No, they're on the same knee. But different surgeries. Hmm. Interesting. Again, I keep going back to I keep going back to what I what I had told you. Shoot, this is about six weeks ago we had this conversation about particular surface of, of the bone covering of your knee. And if you go in there and think, hey, okay, man, we're going to calm it down. It's going to be okay. It's almost like a bone bruise. And you go back in and, you know, and you've worn off that articular surface. Then you have to go in and have a microfracture surgery. That takes a long time. And that's one of those things, having been through it, I probably had six microfracture surgeries on my left knee. And what ends up happening is, you know, you take one step forward and you're like, hey, man, I feel pretty good today. And you go out and you press a little bit and then you're limping around for three days. And it's just a hard that that microfracture surgery literally was like there were more setbacks in that process than an ACL. Just because it it's just not it just takes time. So bottom line it for me, just just your gut feeling. I'm just asking for a gut feeling, but <laughs> you're well versed on this. You're kind of an expert on it. Just everything you're hearing. Where, where would you put the odds? Of Gabe Landeskog returning this season at? Returning, I would put the odds at 60%. Just to return. Just to return. Just a little bit above 50-50. Yeah. Okay. And then return and be excellent. And be Gabe Landeskog. 10%. Wow. Okay. Next on the Morning Brew. Nice to see when the uh, bully acts like a bully and then somebody stands up to the bully and the bully cowers. So yesterday on ESPN's first take, 
We found out that they're actually still in the hot take world of sports talk. There is still something called accountability, as Kendrick Perkins found out. I want to correct something here from yesterday's show. When Kendrick Perkins said 80% of NBA voters for the MVP award are white, the NBA publicly announces the voters each year. And after review, it is clear the panel is much more diverse than what was portrayed by Kendrick Perkins. And we wanted to make sure that we corrected that today. That's Molly Kiram mm-hmm. on first take. That is, that's pretty significant right there. You don't see that too often in the world of uh, right. Hot TV. Yeah. Do I think that Kendrick Perkins would be held accountable for what he basically intimated? No. That's about as accountable as they're going to hold him. That's a that's a public rebuke right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start Good. doing that to DMAC. Uh, listen, there was something said yesterday on the drive that uh, he would, he would, our fact checkers yeah. went over. And again, this was wrong, this was wrong, and this was wrong. Well, he, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. He, he went back to... Uh, he went back to... <laughs> Daniel Jones being a fifth-year option guy, and I texted him and said, uh, no, no, he's not. He's not. He played four years. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That's why they're negotiating this contract with him. We here at the, fan, we here at the fan would like to take this opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, correct some of the bombastic takes from the afternoon. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, ah, local college basketball conference tournament. March Madness. Seven seconds to go. Drives left in the paint. Folder up and good. 2.7 seconds to go. And a timeout on the floor. Rams back in front. CSU Radio. Isaiah Stevens with the uh, game winner as the Rammies uh, get a win in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. CU also wins. Air Force and Wyoming lose. So both CU and CSU in action today. CSU, and both at 1 o'clock, by the way. Uh, you got CSU playing number one seed San Diego State. You got CU playing number one seed UCLA. So good luck with that, guys. Mm. We're all counting on you. Hey, man, you want to get to the uh, the big dance? You got to you got to win the number one seed, right? You got to beat those guys. They got to win it all. Yeah. Gotta win the, you got to win the tournament. There's only one thing left to do. That's right. What's that? Win the whole damn thing. That's right. Win the whole there you go. That's your mission. See you mm-hmm. in CSU. Let's go. That'll do it for the uh, Morning Brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30. Up next, Troy Rank will tell us, are the Broncos going to be super aggressive in free agency, or are they just kind of going to sit around and wait for bargains? Troy joins us next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. is our Denver 7 insider. He is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Joins us now on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Morning, Troy. Morning, guys. Troy, how are you? How are you, buddy? Go. I didn't, it didn't sound like I was on. It was on. You're on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you're right. Can you hear this? You, sound, you sound great. Yeah. Well, I, I can hear you. He sounds great. Good. Hey, man, free agency right around the corner. And, uh, you know, we all sit here and speculate. What will they do? What will be the... Uh, you know, the path they take. Do you see them being super ultra-aggressive, patching holes in free agency? Uh, you know, do you see that being kind of the, the strategy of uh, Sean Payton and his crew? 
I think they're going to be probably at like one position. They're going to have to pick their, you know, going to pick a place to go and be aggressive, but they can't address multiple holes that way. Now they're going to have more cap room. We fully expect to likely cut Graham Glasgow, Ronald Darby, Chase Edmonds to clear cap space. So they should be operating with a decent amount, let's say 35 to 40 million. And so do you address right tackle? And they're facing the prospect of having the eighth new right tackle in eight consecutive years on opening day. And typically in free agency, it's backfired from Stevenson to Menelik Watson to what John, Juwan James. I mean, you mentioned a guy and it hasn't worked out, but this year's free agent class with Caleb McGarry, Jawan Taylor. I mean, there's some guys that are younger, uh, that are, you know, frankly better than some of the guys they've tried in the past. So do you take a stab there? I really like McGarry. Uh, because of his run blocking just in coming off a great year. Uh, but do you take a stab there, Mark, or do you say, no, we're going to try to go cheap at, outside at tackles and invest in the interior and try to get two starters, you know, garden center. Uh, I think you have to look at that. I do think they're going to try to find a veteran running back. Now you can do that in the second wave, though. There's so many free agent running backs, and they've been connected to Kareem Hunt, uh, Deontay Foreman's going to be out there. There's some running backs that are going to be available. Uh, I don't know if you can wait on those two specifically, but there's so many on the market that I think you can be patient there and get a running back on a one-year deal for $4 million to come in and give you buy time for Javante uh, Williams to have a little more time to heal. But do I think they're going to be aggressive? I, I think they're going to pick a spot to be aggressive, but they're not going to be aggressive across the board because I don't, that's not really how they want to rebuild this thing. You were at the Combine last week. You came away from your uh, visit there with some observations, things you heard. Matthew Barry of ESPN came away with his own and said that uh, Sean Payne, not really a fan of Russell Wilson, that this is a one-year audition for Russ. Do you buy into that? Yeah, to some degree I do uh, because, you know, Payton takes this job and you just you widen the lens and look at it. He takes this job with the idea that Greg Penner wants to win, and they have Russell Wilson this year for sure. There's just no real way to get out from that contract. But if it does not go well, it's my belief that Peyton has the authority to say, okay, I gave it a run, it didn't work, and now I want to get my quarterback. It doesn't mean he's given up on Russell Wilson right now. He, you know, they'd want it to work because of the way the investment and all the, the draft collateral they gave up for him. But I just believe that in some ways it is in some ways that Russell has to show he can fit this offense. He can fit the coaching of Sean Payton. Otherwise you're better off, you know, at that point, it would still sting. You could spread the cap hit over two years and make it work. It would be similar to the kind of the Carson Wentz cap hit type thing. But I just, I don't know that, I don't know that it's fair to say he doesn't like Russell Wilson. I don't know that for a fact personally, but I do know that, it would make a lot of sense that this would be a one-year audition, that they're not going to just, oh, let's just see how this plays out. I mean, Sean Payton, that's just not his history if you look at the way he coaches. So in some ways it does feel like this is a huge year for Russ. And Russell knows that. I mean, he's at a crossroads in his career. He cannot play like he did last year and expect that he would be just, everything would be fine and he'd be back for a third season. You know, I go through kind of uh, my thought process here of who's been a backup quarterback for Sean Payton in, in, you know, in the past. And, you know, whether it was Daniel Chase or whether it was – or Chase Daniel, excuse me, or whether it was uh, 
you know, a guy like Winston who became the starter, but Teddy Bridgewater, that type of thing. Do you see him going after a veteran guy who's been in the system before so that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson would have uh, kind of a, another sounding board and somebody who's got a little bit more experience in that offense than Russ? I mean, depending on the, how the pieces of the puzzle fit with the cap and all that, I do. I do. I mean, we all like Brett Rippett. He's a fantastic guy, but he doesn't have a, a relationship with Sean Payton. And last year, if they'd had a more experienced quarterback, would that have mattered? Maybe. But, yeah, Jameis Winston is expected to be a cap casualty with the Saints, with them getting Derek Carr. I think you keep an eye on somebody like that. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, to me, is going to have better opportunities elsewhere. Uh, I don't know that he would come here. And maybe he goes to Tampa Bay, for instance, or something. I don't know. I mean, it just... I just think he's going to have better opportunities. If Marcus Mariota's name gets brought up, I'm not a huge fan of that. I just He is trending the wrong way for me. Uh, maybe the price is right, I guess, based on how he played last season. But I would see that. You know, you look at how he's structured his rosters. He usually has a backup he can trust, and he wins with. He's won, he went, what, 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. He went 5-2 and with Jameis Winston before Jameis hurt his knee. I mean, I would like that idea because if, if and Russell missed three games last year to a concussion, hamstring, and labrum issue, and the idea that you could bring someone in that could hold hold it down, and if you misses three, four games, go two and you know two and two, three and one, that's appealing to a team that's trying to get back to relevancy. Uh, last one, let you take on a different topic here. Uh, the Nuggets' performance last night, uh, just one bad off night, or any red flags come out of this one? No, it just looked like that's that's how they played early, early in the season. A game like that against against was it the Kings or somebody? They just played selfish basketball. They played one on one basketball. They didn't pass everything they do well. They didn't do last night, and they didn't shoot well. I mean, Jamal Murray looked like he was forcing things. They just looked like they were playing, you know, that that one on one and one basketball. That's not who they are. Some teams are. They're not built that way. They're built to pass the ball and create uh, open lanes for other guys, and obviously that all spins off your point center, uh, Nikola Jokic. But I'm not worried. I mean, what are they, 24-2 and two in the last 26 home games? I mean, you just hit the reset button after a game like that. It just looked like one-on-one, and I don't want to say selfish because they're not a selfish team, but last night they played selfish basketball. And I don't. I think that'll just be a reminder to them that you can't play that way. That's not how they're built. That's not who they are. And they got smoked. They got their ears boxed. It happens. I'm not worried about it. I, the thing I'd worry about are the Suns if you have to face them in the playoffs. Durant got hurt last night in warmups. But the West is going to be crazy difficult. But them having home court should matter. Last night for me is just a, an isolated clunker. I'm not worried about it right now. All right, Troy, man. We appreciate you, buddy. You got it, guys. See you. Okay, there he goes. Troy Rink, our Denver 7 Insider, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We threw out this question. Sean Payton and his staff was at the game last night, and the reaction was, uh, well, it didn't even come close to the wild reaction that Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen got last yeah. year. So asking Broncos country, kind of taking the temperature, uh, what's the one word you would use to describe the Broncos right now? Your feelings towards the Broncos as a fan. And let's see. Guarded. Lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Shambles. Let's see. What else we got? Some more words. One word. Uh, unconvinced. Uh, bullish. 
Bullish. Bullish. Wow, that's the first one of those we got. That's the first encouraging one that we've had. Bullish. Tired. Cautious. Apathetic. Wow. Ooh, you don't want apathy to kick no. in. That's apathy the one that you is, do not want. If you're no. deep pockets, big pockets does not want to hear about apathy. No. Don't I don't worry about apathy. Probably what happened in Syracuse. Oh, it was time for Jimmy B to go. It was time. Do you realize when Jim Beheim started coaching? He's 47 years, right? He's been coaching Syracuse. Mark, I was eight years old when he started coaching Syracuse. And uh, he stepped down, got resigned yesterday after 46 years coaching. Think about that. In one place. One place. And he played there, too. It's amazing. What a run. What a run. But it was time. Oh, it was time. Oh, Cuse Mafia was like, it's it's time. Time to move on. Great run. Unbelievable run. Unbelievable. Unreal run. Good for him. But, you know, it was always one of those things, though. You know, Syracuse was always a, a, a national powerhouse program, and yet he was the face of it. You know, whiny. It was like, it was like, um, it was like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Simpsons yeah. being your coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it I was saw, like, that I, was the image. <laughs> when I was at the uh, KC San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl, down there, you know, I saw him walk up from, he was a couple rows bo- below me. I was like about seven rows up on the 45. He was walking up. I don't know what, going to get a soda or, you know, to the bathroom or whatever, but it was Jim Bayon. He looked cranky there. It looked like he wasn't happy. Yeah. Maybe he's a 49er fan. <laughs> never, never looks happy. Yeah. Never, never looks happy. So, heck of a run. Coming up for Down Territory. Yes, Troy just referenced something that uh, may be the silver lining in what went wrong for the Nuggets last night. Tell you about it next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 